You're listening to Preferred Perspectives with host Morgan Matson, founder and president of Preferred Counsel. It's the San Antonio legal podcast that covers all things legal careers, staffing, and industry trends. It's real talk. It's real counsel. Now here's your host, Morgan Matson. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Morgan Matson, president and founder of Preferred Counsel. Today, we've got a great story for you. We've got Nathaniel Mack III. He goes by Mack. He is an attorney and founder of Mac Injury Attorneys. Mac's here today to discuss with us and how to dispel common myths about personal injury law. Let me tell you a little bit about Mac. I've had the, the pleasure of speaking with him a few minutes before the podcast and read a beautiful uh, article about him in the Attorney at Law magazine. If you haven't picked up your copy of Attorney at Law magazine, I highly encourage you to read it. It's got some great stories, uh, but Mac is the headline. He's on the cover of the magazine. It's a good story. He was born and raised in San Antonio. He's the son of an Air Force veteran and a teacher. Mac attained his bachelor's degree from Baylor University and his JD from St. Louis University. In addition to being licensed in the state of Texas, he's also licensed in the federal court in both the southern and western districts of Texas. Mac has almost a decade of experience in the courtroom, and he's litigated cases against insurance companies all over Texas. Mac has also assisted in attaining million-dollar verdicts against large corporations who were engaged in negligent activity that resulted in severe injuries to his clients. Additionally, Mac founded Mac to the Future. I want to make sure we talk about that, Mac to the Future. It's a charitable organization that creates a corporate volunteer structure to support local nonprofit youth organizations in San Antonio. Hey, Mac, how are you doing? Doing well, Morgan. Thanks for having me today. You bet. I was excited to get you on. I know our listeners will like hearing your story. And so let's start there. You know, what motivated you to become a lawyer? That's a great question. And uh, I've been asked that uh, several times in the past. And, you know, I really don't have that standard answer of, oh, I just wanted to save the world and save people and whatnot. Quite honestly, my mother, I'll give her some of the credit. She planted that seed in my head when I was very young. So, you know, growing up as kids, we don't know necessarily what we want to be or, you know, we want to be uh a basketball star, football star, or something like that. So right. My mother was a paralegal. She uh, graduated from St. Mary's University here in San Antonio, and uh, she was uh, working in the legal field. And uh, she told me one day when I was young, I was five or six maybe, that uh, I'm going to be a lawyer one day. And of course, I had no idea what that meant, but I, you know, took it and ran with it and started telling everybody I was going to be a lawyer, and I uh, was all excited about it. But when I started to mature and come of age, I, I actually looked into it. I think when I was in high school, you know, what do lawyers do? What does it take to become a lawyer? And I was very interested in it. And uh, that's when I actually made the decision that I would attempt to become a lawyer one day and, and go through all the steps required to attain uh, that, that degree and that license. So my mother planted the seed. I took it and ran with it. And you know, I, I thank her every day for that because uh, I wouldn't want to do anything else. I understand. So how did you uh, choose St. Louis University for law school? Yes. So while I was at Baylor, I, I played football. I was a defensive back at Baylor University for nice. my undergrad. And it was awesome until I injured my knee. 
I injured my knee, which required a uh, extensive amount of, of treatment and therapy and, and surgery. So I decided to stop playing football. Again, I had that goal in mind of becoming an attorney one day. I didn't anticipate, you know, making it in the NFL or anything. So that's when my last year at Baylor, I did a study abroad and I ended up going to Madrid, Spain. Madrid, Spain has a St. Louis University Madrid campus, and they partnered up with Baylor University to do an exchange program with students. So that was my start at St. Louis University in Madrid. And lo and behold, uh, when I was applying for law school, that was one of the schools that had a better uh, package for me as far as scholarships and, and grants and whatnot. And uh, that's how I ended up in St. Louis, Missouri for law school. <laughs> I love it. You know, it's like a, a throwing a rock in a pond and then it creates a lot of ripples. And so Absolutely. you're at Baylor and then you do this uh, exchange program and then it puts you all the way in St. Louis. Interesting. Yes. You never know where life's going to take you, man. So uh, it's all come together, though. So I just went with the flow, lived by faith, and it's worked out. Did you know when you entered law school that you wanted to do personal injury law or did something else catch your mind, you know, maybe uh, entertainment law, sports law, given your uh, athletic background? Sure. So I had no idea what personal injury law was. I'll be honest with you. I was thinking about two paths, either uh, some kind of business law where I was working in-house for uh, a company or some kind of entertainment sports law where uh, I was working for a sports team or somehow in the athletic field. I actually interned for an entertainment law firm while I was in St. Louis. And uh, funny story, the law firm represented a hip-hop artist known as Nelly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I guess popular in the early 2000s and whatnot. So I had a chance to meet him and, and his folks. And that was pretty entertaining and pretty fun. But uh, I also tried to uh, intern with the St. Louis Cardinals there, of course, uh, great baseball town. And uh, that didn't work out per se. But uh, my last internship was with a personal injury law firm across the river in Alton, Illinois. And uh, that was my first introduction to PI. But even after law school, I, I didn't anticipate uh, entering the, the personal injury field once I attained my license. I was still thinking about business or, or sports law. So uh, PI law picked me. I, I like to tell people that I, I didn't pick it. It picked me. That's fascinating. And so what was it about PI law that you ultimately developed an affinity for? You've, you've had some tremendous success. And so what, what about PI uh, drew you to it? So to make a long story short, when I got back uh, to Texas from St. Louis, uh, we were still recovering from uh, the recession. It was in 2011. And my initial goal was to try to find a job in Dallas or Houston, uh, maybe get out of San Antonio. And firms just weren't hiring. And uh, it was tough. It was very challenging. So while I was looking for a job, I was working night shifts at an HEB warehouse and then working during the day at this sports apparel store. So that was very humbling. And, and I was continuing to apply to different firms and whatnot to try to find a job. And it just was not happening for me. I ended up applying to a firm in Corpus Christi. And eventually, uh, I ended up going down there for an interview. And they hired me. 
that was uh, a personal injury firm. And it's actually the biggest personal injury firm in Texas now. So uh, over the last 10 years or so, they have absolutely blown up. But uh, that was kind of how I got started in PI full time. And I just fell in love with it. Seeing what we could do as attorneys and in helping people and helping families in tough times that really inspired me to want to continue in that particular area. And here I am today. The attorney at law magazine that has you on the cover, one of the things that jumped out to me, I love the way they described it as putting the personal and personal injury law. Tell us about that. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, there's so many firms out there. There's a lot of folks that are advertising. Of course, sometimes we feel like we're bombarded with, uh, with different personal injury lawyers. But what I pride myself on is the fact that I meet with every client that comes through my doors. I don't just assign their case to an associate and they're not just another file or another number. I know all of my clients by their names. Oftentimes I know their families. Uh, they have my cell number and on the weekends, you know, if they need something. So when you hire me, uh, it's like hiring someone that uh, is your friend or a family member instead of just being another file on someone's desk. And I take a lot of pride in that. And I think that also separates me from a lot of the other uh, attorneys in this field. I think that's really uh, comforting. If someone's coming to you, they've been through some type of either physical or emotional or oftentimes both uh, type of trauma. And to know that the, the guy whose name is on the door is actually sitting down to meet with them, to talk with them, it's got to be a, a, a nice um, benefit to, to working with you. Absolutely. I want them to feel comfortable. At the very beginning, I want them to... Uh, know that uh, they can trust me. I want to earn their trust. And I think that initial meeting is extremely important. First impressions are everything. So I want them to know that I'm going to work on their case like they were my family. And that's really important. In the same magazine, the Attorney at Law magazine that features you on the cover, there's a discussion about you dispelling myths, personal injury law and lawyers. What are some of the myths that you'd like our listeners to, to know about? And then how do you dispel those? Yes, this is very uh, important because there are a lot of folks advertising and, you know, sometimes th there might be situations where we're given a bad name. But uh, I think the biggest one, and it's kind of been generalized, is that we're ambulance chasers. I I've heard that so often. And I just cringe when I hear that because that is totally not the case. I've never chased an ambulance. And quite honestly, if I'm on the road and there's one behind me and they have their sirens on, I pull off to the side of the road right. like everyone else and let them pass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the last thing I would want to do. So we are not ambulance chase. We're here for folks when they need us. And, you know, I tell everyone that, but all of my clients uh, were involved in some kind of situation that has put them in financial or physical jeopardy. And they have all come to me, approached me, contacted me for help and for guidance. And that's what we're here for. So the idea that we're, we're running around hospitals and, and chasing ambulances and whatnot is just absolutely ridiculous. We would, we would never do that. But we do provide a service of helping folks in time of need. And that's what I want them to. You know, I think that's an interesting point. I've often heard people say, you know, they, they, they turn their head away at a PI lawyer. Nobody likes a PI lawyer until they need one themselves. Right. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, that's the so PI true. lawyers are best friend. Absolutely. Yeah. We kind of are the butt of some lawyer jokes and whatnot. And people make light of it until you actually find yourself in a situation where 
you know, you're, you're injured or family member is injured or worse and you can't work and you've got the bills piling up and the insurance company's giving you the runaround and you don't know what to do. Uh, and that's why we're here. We're here to help get you through that situation and uh, make sure you get the best uh, possible outcome. Talking about that personal touch that you have with your clients and their cases, what is like your most fulfilling case? Is there something that sticks out at to you out for you? Well, just thinking about all the cases that I've worked on, and there's been quite a few over the last uh, almost 10 years or so, the cases where a family has just been impacted severely. And what I mean by that is when the, the breadwinner, whether it's the, the father, the mother, or both are significantly injured to the point that they can no longer work <laughs> or, you know, the mother or father have, have passed due to a, a potential uh, incident. And now you've got the children fending for themselves or trying to figure out how the family's going to survive. You know, it's really a challenging situation. And, you know, fortunately, I've been able to help families in those positions. I've been able to make sure that they have the finances they need to continue living their life, whether it's paying for medical treatment for the remainder of one's mm -hmm. life, making sure the kids go to college making sure the bills are paid, there's a uh, roof over their head, food on the table, and just making sure that um, their lives can continue on as best as possible. It's really fulfilling to be able to help families in those situations who are in dire need of help. And that's really uh, why we do this. One of the things that jumped out to me is your desire to help doesn't end when a case is closed. Um, what I noted uh, from the Attorney in Law magazine article was you also have a, a charitable foundation. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. So uh, I started Mac to the Future a year or so ago because uh, giving back is so important to me. I'm from San Antonio and I wanted to give back to the city uh, that raised me, the city that I love. And the youth hold a special place in my heart. Of course, they're our future, and a lot of times they're yeah. neglected. And, you know, I've seen a lot of situations where there's kids with so much potential, but they just don't have the guidance, and all it takes is one bad decision, and, and it can derail their entire right. life. So I've made it a mission to partner with different uh, community groups here in San Antonio that focus on youth development to continue to uh, encourage the youth to give guidance to the youth, to uh, just provide resources to the youth of San Antonio to ensure that they have an opportunity for a bright future. That's fantastic. I mean, I do agree with you. The youth literally are the future. And, uh, you know, we need to continue to have positive role models for them and continue to have opportunities for them to to grow to their fullest potential. Absolutely, man. So that's really my, my pride and joy. I love the practice of law as well, but just giving back there's nothing like that. And uh, that's something I continue uh, or plan on continuing to do uh, for the rest of my that's life. That's great. So I swear there's got to be maybe a clone of you or something because you've got this successful <laughs> <laughs> PI practice. Then you've got the the nonprofit Mac to the future. And then I also heard that you're um, developing an app. Yeah, absolutely, man. So my IT department here, and I've, I've got a couple of folks that I work with uh, quite closely. We teamed up with a company out in California and uh, we're finishing up the development of an app that 
uh, users can download. So whenever they're involved in, whether it's an accident or any kind of situation where they might need my services, mm -hmm. all it takes is a press of a button on their phone and they can contact us, whether it's sending us a message or reaching out to us to speak over the phone. And again, this goes back to all the competition, you know, all of the advertising. People get overwhelmed when they need to make that decision of who they should contact. And, you know, they're going on Google and they're trying to read reviews and all this other stuff. But if they download my app, they don't have to worry about any of that. That decision's already been made. All it takes is a press of a button and, uh, and we're there for them. So uh, that's going to be coming out in the next couple of weeks. And uh, we're really excited about I it. I imagine so. That's really cool. I applaud you for, you know, thinking outside the box. I think that's going to be a really neat value add to your firm. I appreciate it, man. I, I think so. I don't know of anyone else in San Antonio doing it yet, so I'm excited to get it out there. Cool. Well, Mac, uh, thank you for your insight today. I promised you it'd be about a 20-minute podcast, and uh, you know, I know no you've got a, a lot of balls in the air, so I really appreciate your time and your insight. It was a pleasure having you on today's show. Can you tell our audience where to go to find out more information about you and your firm? Sure. So you can go to my website. That's www.333mac.com. You can also download the, the app in the next couple of weeks, and it will be titled Mac Texas Law. Texas will be spelled out. So if you go on the app store for your iPhone or Android device, type in Mac Texas Law, you can download the app. And uh, you can also call us at 210-333. 6225. That's 210-333-MAC, M-A-C-K. Thank you again, Mac. Thank you, Morgan. I appreciate uh, being well, here. there you have it. You know, we've got a great personal injury lawyer right here in San Antonio. It's got a great story and someone who's giving back. Uh, everybody, I thank you so much for joining this episode of Preferred Perspectives. Make sure to catch our next episode by subscribing via your favorite podcasting service and following Preferred Counsel on LinkedIn and Facebook. Until next time, this is Morgan Matson signing off. For more information about Preferred Counsel and its services, visit preferredcounsel.net.